1: You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Another week of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. What's going on, everybody? Matt Derry with you on a Monday, February 13th, and a Tuesday, February 14th, Valentine's Day. We welcome you in on the Locked On Podcast Network. Those of you listening on audioboom.com, where the Locked On Podcast Network sits, or on iTunes. Thank you for listening as we have another week talking about your Detroit Lions right here on Locked On Lions. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Please do. You get it each and every day on your phone. Whether you're driving home from work here on Monday night or to work on Tuesday morning, we always dissect each and every day your Detroit Lions. And if you have any comments, questions, you can always hit me up on Twitter at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, or on the Matt Dairy Facebook page, the fan page on Facebook. Appreciate that. Also, you can go on iTunes and, uh, you know, give a, um, a critique of the podcast, things you like, things you don't like, pluses and minuses. And we always appreciate your feedback here on Locked on Lions. All right, uh, coming up in a little bit, You will hear from Dick Vitale. Now, a lot of you are going to say, what does Dick Vitale have to do with the Detroit Lions? Well, I had a chance to talk to Dickie V, who I think is the greatest, you know, one of the best of all time when it comes to college basketball analysts and commentators and one of the greats. Dickie V was in town last Friday for the Detroit Titans-Oakland Golden Grizzlies game. He was in for the 1977 reunion, and we played it at halftime on our Oakland radio broadcast, and some people had asked if uh, we could post it on the podcast, so I'm going to. So a little college basketball discussion with Dick Vitale coming up a little bit later on, in case you missed it last Friday. Um, I I saw something today, and and it was posted over the weekend that I really uh, wanted to get to in regards to the Lions and where the Lions sit right now in the grand scheme of things um, in the National Football League. Now we know where they sit right now here in town. Um, you know some people will say well the Tigers have the best chance to win a, um, you know a championship first or some people will say, well in hockey it, if the Red Wings somehow got to the eighth seed, you know they could do some damage. You you look at the Detroit Lions and what they did, and I, I'm not excluding the Pistons, but if the Pistons make the playoffs and get in the first round against the Cavs, they're going to get swept again. Uh, they'll be a hard they'll have a hard time to win a game, and you know those are those are just facts. And they had a nice win last night, by the way, in Toronto against the Raptors. But pro football focus is a highly discussed, highly utilized, especially by many of the writers website. Uh, that tracks statistics, numbers, and rankings for players each and every week. And they grade players after each game on how they did. And they watch every play. They watch every individual in every play. And they put down grades for how the guys did. And I think ProFootballFocus.com does a fantastic job. Now, you will rarely hear anybody in the NFL circles from teams Acknowledge pro football focus. You could ask a coach, Hey, well, uh, Taylor Decker graded out as the best lineman by pro football focus, and they are go, Yeah, well, you know, we have our own set of data or whatever, whatever coaches say. So, for the first time, pro football focus released a top 101 featuring the 101 best single season performances, regardless of position, um, list and. If you had to guess, first of all, this has nothing to do with 2015, 2014, the postseason, anything else. This list is based solely on 2016 play. All right, so nothing from previous years was accounted for, anything like that. And what PFF does is, you know, they 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 evaluate players, they acknowledge who the best players and best performances are, and actually, for this list, it is does include the playoffs. So they do include the playoffs. So it could playoff game could have helped or hurt certain players. So when you're looking at the grand scheme of things with the Detroit Lions, I, for one, have said it on this podcast, and I'll repeat myself. I think the Detroit Lions had a successful season. Now, for the layman fan out there, and for maybe you driving home, I totally understand. What you're thinking is, how could somebody have a successful season when they don't win the division, when they choke away the division, they lose their last four games to end the season, and I know what some Lion fans think that this team didn't beat anybody all year. Um, and and you, may, you may have that thought, and I, I, I wouldn't have a, a terrible time disagreeing with you, but they swept Minnesota. I know this Minnesota team wasn't the same Minnesota team people expected. Uh, they played for the division, and the expectations were very, very low to start the year. And I thought to get to 9-7, and seven, to get into the playoffs with this roster, with a lot of young players seeing a lot of time, and in a year of observation for general manager Bob Quinn, I thought it was a, su- a successful season. With that being said, losing in the first round of the playoffs doesn't equate to success. All right, You've got to do better than that. And I understand that, and I'm not lowering the bar. I'm just telling you, going into the season, I didn't expect much. I thought, you know, 7-9, 8-8 eight and eight and look better than they looked in 2015, and that would be successful. So with that being the backdrop, Pro Football Focus put out a list of the top 101 single-season performances. And to no one's surprise, I wouldn't think, the Detroit Lions had one player on the list. One. Matthew Stafford. Who was ranked 99th out of 101 players. So for some of you, you'll say, wait a minute, how is Matthew Stafford only 99? How is Matthew Stafford ranked behind a kicker like Justin Tucker of the Baltimore Ravens? How is Matthew Stafford ranked behind um, a linebacker on a bad team like Paul Poslosny of of, of Jacksonville? How is Matthew Stafford ranked behind Drew Brees? How is Matthew Stafford ranked behind Uh, Doug Baldwin of the Seahawks, or Greg Olson, the tight end for the Panthers. Wasn't Matthew Stafford in the MVP race? Yes, he was. But again, they evaluate players on numbers and every single play, and that's how they evaluate them. PFF says, quote, Matthew Stafford's revival began last season with a coaching change that saw Jim Bob Cooter put his mark on the team. That turnaround continued into 2016, which was one of Stafford's finest, outside of a couple of ugly performances. Only games against Houston-Dallas and the second Packers game late in the year dragged Stafford down this list and prevented 2016 from being the single best season of his career. He graded out for PFF at 85.4. They write, best performance, week one against the Colts, 84.3. Key stat, including the playoffs, Stafford suffered from 39 dropped passes, the most of any quarterback, in the NFL. So again, With all that as the backdrop, that's the only Lion on there. And Matthew Stafford had a terrific year. Matthew Stafford probably has some unfinished business, but there should be no arguing that Stafford is on this list representing the Lions. What's interesting, though, about this list is that there's no other Detroit Lions. And there's one omission, in my opinion, that is concerning. I'll get to that in a minute. But I want to tell you, about Locked On NFL Draft. Folks, I'm telling you right now, this is what you want to be listening to on the Locked On Podcast Network with Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. These guys do a whale of a job, a great job on Locked On NFL Draft. It's right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. News today that 13, 13 Michigan Wolverines will be invited to the Combine. How about that? All of that and more on Locked On NFL Draft with Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino right here on the Locked On Podcast Network.
1: Okay, Kevin, for the grand prize of $1 million, what color is the White House? Um, I know this, I know this, I know this. Um,
0: five seconds. Oh, switching to GEICO could save you a bunch of money on car
1: insurance? Okay. Judges? That's true, Kevin. They'll allow it. Congratulations. You're a winner.
0: Woo! GEICO, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer. All right, so for some Lions fans, when we look at the Pro Football Focus Top 100 list, or Top 101 list, and oh, by the way, um, the Top 10, Tom Brady 1, Aaron Donald 2 of the Rams, yes, that Aaron Donald, the one the Lions passed up to draft Eric Ebron, Aaron Rodgers 3, Khalil Mack 4, Matt Ryan 5, Julio Jones 6, Marshall Yanda of the Ravens, their Pro Bowl guard 7. Landon Collins, the fine safety for the Giants, eight. Brandon Graham, the pride of Detroit Crockett, the Crockett Rockets and Michigan Wolverines. Number nine, the defensive end for the Philadelphia Eagles. And number 10, Eric Weddle, the safety from the Ravens. So when you look at the Lions roster, <laughs> they had one guy on the list. One. One. And what does that tell you? Does that tell you that? Whoa, Jim Caldwell did a whale of a job with a lousy roster. Does that tell you that the Lions are a ways away from doing anything special because they couldn't even get more than one guy on the list? I uh, I don't know. I, I I'll say this: I'm I'm surprised Darius Slay is not on this on this list. There are eleven cornerbacks. On this list, ranked ahead of Darius Big Play Slay, who many people thought should have been in the Pro Bowl. Many people in Detroit figured, ah, Darius Slay will get some votes for All-Pro. Darius Slay did this, and Darius Slay did that, and big interceptions at the end of games, big knockaways at the end of games. When Darius Slay was gone and injured, the Lions' pass defense was toilet. And yet, Aqib Talib, Chris Harris, Malcolm Butler... DRC, Casey Hayward. Yes, the one just flicked away by the Green Bay Packers into the ashtray of the society. Sorry, it's a Seinfeld bit. Janoris Jenkins, A.J. Boye, Brent Grimes, Terrence Newman, Richard Sherman, and Marcus Peters, all ranked higher than Darius Slay. Hmm. Eleven. Would you take 11 cornerbacks ahead of Darius Slay? Maybe here in Detroit. We think Darius Slay is a special talent. Now, I think Darius Slay is is a very good player. But what an indictment on the Lions to only have one player on this list. There are some bad teams that have more players represented. I, I see Drew Brees. I see Michael Thomas on a bad Saints team. A bad Saints team. The Buffalo Bills with Richie Incognito, among others. You know, Terrence Newman of the Vikings. Terrence Newman? I guess like hundred years old. Jordan Howard of the Bears. So no Darius Slay at all. Maybe that means the Lions' roster isn't as good as we thought it was. Or. The players that we think are very special. And again, we knew Ziggy Ansah had a down year, and some of it was injury-related. But Taylor Decker, we're, go, we're a very highly decorated offensive lineman for the Lions. Jack Conklin made this list. He was a rookie O-lineman that was a right tackle. Taylor Decker, of course, on the left side for the Lions. We looked at Taylor Decker and went, whoa, we've got something here at left tackle. Pro football focus? Not on the top 101 players. But yet, Luan and Conklin are both on the list. There's plenty of tackles on this list. I mentioned before about Richie Incognito, an offensive lineman. Um, it, it, it's a little bit of a downer. But again, it's fair. Bob Quinn's got his work cut out for him. The Lions overachieved, folks. Oh, they played a soft schedule, D's, uh, i I've heard all of that. Matthew Stafford had to carry them. They finished with two more wins than losses, and according to PFF, they got one guy that grades out in the top 101 players. That, that's 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 bad. That's pretty bad. I'm looking at Jay Ajaye in, in the top 30. Hmm. Does that worry you as a Lions fan? I mean. I think the Lions have a nice building block of, of young players. Lawan or Lawan Decker, Glasgow on the offensive line. I'm hoping they keep Warford. All right, Theo Riddick's a good player when healthy. Stafford, still young enough. Right. Hopefully Abdullah's healthy. Supposedly Ebron's coming around. know, yeah, like we're going to see his name on the list. Come on. Defensively, if Ziggy's healthy, right you hope that he can add something to the to the to the table here next year with full health i mentioned darius slay glover Quinn's a really good player didn't make the top 101 you know Quinn's considered pretty solid you know there's there's some draft picks that that played this year but one player made this list from the lions one so that means they've got to add more players and that we might not. We look at a Darius Slay, a Ziggy Ansa, a Glover Quinn, Decker, and we look at him in Detroit and go, "Those are big time building blocks." Well, according to PFF, they're they're all good players, but they're not cracking the top 101 players in this league. Which means the Lions have got to go out, and Bob Quinn's got to go out, and I have faith that he'll do it and get more guys. They're really going to need to do that. So. I I think a tip of the cap, I I, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I think a tip of the cap has to go to Jim Caldwell and his coaching staff. Because a lot of these guys didn't grade out very well. A lot of these Lion players. And thanks a lot, Martin Mayhew, for not drafting Aaron Donald. Came in number two. (laughs) The Arizona Cardinals, Calais Campbell, I see, is on this list. David Johnson is on this list. They didn't make the playoffs, but the Lions did. Like I said, the Saints, Cameron Jordan, an edge rusher. I mean, the Saints were dog crap this year. Aaron Donald, uh, pro football focus grade, 95.6. Second best numbers in all of the league. Oh, gosh. Eric Hebron. I'm going to try to be nice. I'm going to try to be nice. 11 corners ahead of Darius Slay. Do I think Darius Slay is a top 10 corner? I do. I don't I would I would take him over Terrence Newman all day. I'd take him over Casey Hayward of the Chargers all day. But you look at the grading system and their their grades are pretty accurate. They watch every play of every player and grade them out and what they do. The slate couldn't even cut the cut the mustard for the top 101. Man, it's frustrating. But it only means that the Lions overachieved this year and got to nine and seven with one player ranked in the top 101 of the players for pro pro football focus. All right, as promised, last weekend had a chance to sit down with college basketball legend and ESPN color analyst, the great Dick Vitale. Take a listen. Man, always a pleasure to catch up with a buddy of mine. Uh, Introduced him when he got the court uh, named after him here at Callahan Hall, back in town for the 77 reunion. It is Dick Vitale. What's up, coach?
1: Well, you know, just a special day today, meeting with all my former players. And really, it was great. Great to see Terry Dura, John Long, and all the guys. Really a terrific time. The coaches, Gaines, and Brunker. And brought so much uh, excitement to this area. And really, I'm very proud to have been associated with them.
0: You look great. How you been?
1: feel great. feel really super. A little exhausted. You know, last night I had Indiana Purdue and, and do this, and I have to leave at halftime because I got a game tomorrow early with uh, uh, Notre Dame and Florida State. So I got to get on a plane, get to South Bend and do that game. And then I got to go to Kansas. Monday I got Kansas West Virginia. And then Wednesday I'll see a former Oakland uh, player uh, as we're going to do the Cavaliers game.
0: Well, that's right. You're uh, swinging over to do some NBA. So this is a crazy schedule for you, but but you're still at it. You're still up and running, and everybody, everybody loves seeing you, Dick. They really do. Uh,
1: well, you know, I'm 77, but I act about 12. And I'll tell you the truth, has that been released at all? I think it's been released about the NBA switch crossover. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I know we're doing that Wednesday, and, and Bill Walton and I are going to do the game together because we did the very first game that LeBron ever played on national TV in high school when he played at St. Vincent. St. Mary. so it's going to be great to see him 14 years later and man, he's some kind of player.
0: How about Bill Walton. Last night I saw him with uh, my Syracuse guy Dave Pash doing the uh, UCLA game, and they honored Dick Enberg. So Bill Walton gets Dick Enberg and Dick Vital in one week. That's not bad.
1: Well, I tell you one thing: he has become. He makes me look like Mother Teresa, man. It's unbelievable. <laughs> He's wild. We're gonna have a good time though. And Dave Pash is doing the game with us, and it'll be two against one though. They got Pash and Walton, little Vital in the middle, man. They're gonna. They're, I gotta get my guys out there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dick Vital, with me back. Take me back to '77, and, and and every time you walk in the Hall, you've now been here twice in the, in the past few years. What kind of memories stir up in your mind as you walk in this building?
1: Well, you know, when I got the job here, Matt, everybody said we couldn't get fans. Uh, that was one of the reasons uh, they made a coaching change. Uh, Jim Harding had a pretty good record, but nobody was coming to the games. And I just never believed that. I believe that if you had a product quality product, people would respond. And, man, they responded. We uh, stand in room only. Uh, it was unbelievable to see the excitement. They announced today, which I did not know, at the luncheon, that at one of our games that drew 11,000 people. The place holds like 9,800, and they were way over that, and, and that was the kind of interest we created. I think the one thing about the fans in this area, when you talk the certainly the inner city and the suburbs, if you give them a product, these fans are very sharp sports-wise. I mean, they love their Tigers, their Red Wings, and their Pistons, and the, and the lines. And if you give them a quality team, they don't forget. I still get people coming up to me. This is 40 years ago, yeah. man. I remember your Titan team when you played Marquette. I remember your team. It's amazing how they just absolutely identify with sports people here in this community.
0: And they always show the video of you dancing too, which I know, which I know you love.
1: Well, disco, yeah. Dick, man. I uh, never thought I'd dance, but uh, uh, I promise the players that would do it I said if we win I'm gonna dance and I'm confident we are gonna win so I'm gonna be dancing so it's my disco dick routine can you imagine today with ESPN and all if that happened it'd be all over like you wouldn't believe Uh, what they did is they opened up the news at CBS and ABC that was the first thing they showed on the news for quite a while they used that as an opener it's
0: crazy, Dick Vitale, with me here. Uh, I want to ask you about the game tonight. Like Oakland's playing Detroit. Here's Greg Campy in his thirty-third year at Oakland, and here's Bakari Alexander in his first year. Isn't that part of what makes college basketball great? is you see these type of coaching matchups and guys that stay so long, you don't see that in other sports.
1: You know, Coach Campy's done a great job at Oakland. It's not an easy job, and he's done a job for a number of years. He loves what he's doing. I met with Bakari today. I got a chance to say hello to some of his players and team, and he has great passion. Uh, as I told them, it's, it's a long process. You're not going to get to the top right away. You've got to get players. I mean, it's no secret. I mean, I had players. Terry Durad, Terry Tyler, John Long, they can play. And I think it's important when you're a school like Detroit that you try to lock up some of the lo- young local kids. And I think that's vital to them. And he's going to do a good job here. I understand they beat Oakland o- earlier this yeah. year. And really kind of a surprise though, because Oakland's having a good year.
0: When you when you look at a matchup like this where Oakland's just 15 miles up the street, that's great for the game and great for the conference, is it not?
1: Oh, yeah. Anytime you can develop a kind of rivalry in the area and create fan interest and media interest to cover it, that's always a positive, no doubt about it.
0: Final thing, um, you've done so much in your career and everything else to come back to Detroit. Um, does it kind of bring you back a little bit, you know, to your roots? Because everybody wants a piece of Dick Vitale, but it's kind of fun to see some familiar faces here, isn't it?
1: Oh, very. Uh, you know, we're in the office right now. This is my office; it hasn't changed much. I see the same guy, Darren up there. Uh, but this was my office when I was named athletic director. It was great seeing so many beautiful people, and everyone's got a story. You know, Dick. Remember when you met me here, Dick? Do you remember when you did this at this? luncheon and it's great to hear that. I I love people, I love fans and I just love being back. Uh but, Matt, there's nothing more dear to my heart right now than raising money for kids battling cancer. Uh, I want to stress that, how important that is to me. People can go to my website, dickvitalonline.com. I just got a note today, a text message from a young girl, Tatum Parker. She's from out in Indianapolis, two-time cancer survivor, teenager. I love her to death. She's a beautiful girl who can't do enough to help other kids. And my goal this year is to raise $3 million. I need help. I need help from all the families. I need people out there to help me. You know, it really annoys me in a way. I get frustrated. You know, you're begging, you're pleading for dollars. You're begging and pleading for people to donate because you know how important it is. People don't realize how important it is until it hits them. There is nothing worse than seeing kids do chemotherapy and radiation. So please, people, go to DickVital.com online.com you can make a donation and you can help us in my goal of raising three million dollars for beautiful kids
0: dick great to see you as always my friend thanks so much
1: thanks a lot go titans <laughs> man it's always fun to catch
0: up with dickie v dick vitale uh, in town for the 1977 detroit titans a reunion terry Durod's number getting retired uh, over the weekend on Friday night when Oakland knocked off Detroit Mercy Donna at Callahan Hall. Always a pleasure to talk to Dick Vitale, a guy that has always been great to me and appreciate his time. All right, coming up tomorrow on Locked On Lions, we will discuss a couple of free agents that will ask yay or nay. And I'll give you my thoughts on it tomorrow. Locked On Lions for another day right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Talk to you on Tuesday into Wednesday. catalyst.